message from the General Secretary. As we begin to ready ourselves for another season of negotiations, the context for collective bargaining remains favorable. It's February and many of our negotiators are starting to look to the next pay round. Most of our wage claims are due to be submitted between April and June, and therefore the current economic context is important. To that end, in recent weeks the government has been heralding the fall of inflation. The fact that they have had next to nothing to do with any drop-off does not seem to matter. They are politicians after all. But inevitably when negotiations commence, most employers will use lines from government rhetoric as propaganda. Particularly if they support arguments for pay restraint. But this is no time to give them much credence. Profits across most sectors remain buoyant and falling inflation does not mean that prices are falling for our members. Quite the opposite, the cost of goods and services are still rising. In fact, inflation has risen by 30% in four years, meaning that just to stand still, workers would have had to see their pay increase by the same percentage. Also, don't be surprised to hear employers using economic forecasts showing predictions of further falls in inflation this year. But as we show in this month's facts and figures, traditional economists have a track record of getting this wrong. Remember, most did not predict the cost-of-living crisis and there are still many underlying factors helping drive inflation above the Bank of England target, not least profiteering. The conditions for wage bargaining for many of our bargaining units remain very good. We should go into this pay season with confidence as our union continues to win at the workplace. We have now secured over £430 million in additional pay and benefits because of successful disputes. In the last month alone, our negotiations have secured further pace-setting deals. Amongst the most recent examples is the settlement for thousands of construction workers operating under the National Agreement for the Engineering Construction Industry. There we won a 17.4% pay rise over two years after a campaign that included the threat of coordinated industrial action. The employers had originally offered 8.5% for 2024 and 3.5% for 2025. In the next few weeks, we will be announcing further offers of assistance for frontline negotiators, including help with costing proposals and possible settlements on the day of negotiations. If you have any questions or ideas for what extra support we could provide, please don't hesitate to contact me. In solidarity, Sharon. What have we delivered through collective bargaining? Unite achieved major wins this month in construction, automotive, refuse, and manufacturing 3,000 Unite construction workers operating under the National Agreement for the Engineering Construction Industry won an outstanding 17.4% pay rise over two years after a campaign by Unite. The bosses had originally offered just 8.5% for 2024 and 3.5% for 2025. However, Workers balloted to take coordinated strike action, forcing the employers to offer an improved deal rather than face unrest across the entire sector. This deal shows that when workers organise and act collectively, they can achieve major wins across entire sectors. At Cheshire West Recycling, workers secured a deal worth between 7% and 11.8%. The deal also includes an increase of two days annual leave. The pay increase came after 170 workers voted for strike action. At Suez in Huddersfield, workers won a 10% pay rise backdated to April 2023 and an RPI inflation rise from April 2024.
This deal was won after more than 100 workers voted for industrial action. Unite reps and members also achieved a major deal in automotive manufacturing at Jaguar Land Rover where a pay rise worth 11% over two years was secured for over 20,000 JLI workers. At Hitachi Trains, Unite has won an improved pay deal for engineers, repairs and maintenance crews working on Great Western Railways, GWR, after threatening industrial action. Hitachi workers at GWR will receive a 6% pay increase plus a £1,250 lump sum backdated to April 2023 and 5.2% increase from April 2024. Hitachi workers at LNER remain in dispute with the company after it failed to offer the same deal, carrying out work stoppages to secure a comparative deal. Finally, Unite members at Together Support Solutions in East Kent NHS won a COVID-19 lump sum payment of over £1,600 for working during the pandemic after taking strike action. This is a crucial victory in the industrial dispute with an NHS outsourcing company that is a wholly owned subsidiary of the East Kent NHS Trust. No matter the size of your workplace branch. Unite members have shown time and time again that we can achieve significant improvements in jobs, pay, and conditions by taking collective action. Winning in the workplace, TMD friction strike ends after two-year 11% pay deal. Unite members at TMD Friction, a car parts supplier in Hartlepool, have won an 11% pay deal after walking out in an indefinite strike. The workers started the indefinite strike action on the 22nd of January after a series of strike dates and a ban on overtime since the start of the year. Around 150 workers began industrial action in early January, with that number swelling to over 180 by the end of the month. The company refused to enter talks with the union, but the union was clear the dispute would not end until an acceptable offer was agreed. The company initially offered a 4% pay increase to workers who earned as little as £12.88. The workers voted to accept the deal of 7.5% backdated to June 2023 and 3.5% from June this year. The deal stipulates that if inflation hits 5% in June 2024, then a review of pay will be triggered in January 2025. The stand taken by the workers at TMD Friction demonstrates how industrial action can deliver the goods for our members. Unite members have secured a massive £430 million through industrial action since August 2021. Since Sharon Graham was elected General Secretary in August 2021, over 190,000 Unite members have been involved in more than 1,100 disputes. Unite's current win rate in these disputes is 82% and has remained consistently close to this figure for the last two years. The confidence and leadership of members, reps and officers, backed by the resources of the union, has secured £430 million for the workers involved. The biggest pay increase was in July 2022, when workers at Lerick Port Authority secured a 38% pay increase by fighting back against employer greed in the face of the cost-of-living crisis. These reps and members have ensured workers at their companies are getting a fair deal. This shows that collective bargaining and industrial action is the only way of ensuring that workers get the pay rises they deserve. What's the cost of living? How fast is it rising? The Retail Price Index, RPI, measure of inflation currently stands at 4.9%, 
down slightly from 5.2% the previous month. According to Chancellor Jeremy Hunt, this is proof that the plan is working. However in the real world, working people know very well that falling inflation does not mean falling prices, and prices are still continuing to rise on the back on some of the highest increases in a generation. News headlines may talk about a drop in the price of fuel and light and other items, but if we extend the period covered back to March 2021, we see that fuel and light leads a whole host of categories that have seen incredibly large increases. Since March 2021, prices overall have increased by 27.3%, the price of fuel and light has increased by 89.5%, clothing and footwear has increased by 39.5%, motoring expenditure has increased by 31.5%, food has increased by 30.6%, tobacco has increased by 28.3%, and catering has increased by 25.3%. If inflation had kept to the government's target, prices would now be about 6% higher than in March 2021, instead of the reality of over 27% higher. Overall inflation is just under 5%, but some vital categories are even higher than that. For example, the price of clothing and footwear has increased by 12% over the last 12 months. The price of housing has increased by 7.7%. The price of food has increased by 6.8%. The price of household services has increased by 6.8%. And motoring expenditure has increased by 5.5%. The cost of these items has a huge impact on workers' standard of living. Unite Investigates has shown that many of these increases are driven by profiteering. Workers should not have to pay for the bosses' cost of greed crisis. By building power in the workplace and exposing employers' ability to pay, Unite members can continue to win at the bargaining table and mitigate the impact of high inflation. Looking even further behind the headline inflation categories reveals price increases that are even more alarming. For example, women's outerwear is nearly 17% more expensive than a year ago, and children's outerwear is not far behind at nearly 15%. In terms of food, pork is over 15% more expensive than last year, oils and fats have risen by over 14%, and biscuits and cakes are over 11% more expensive. At the same time, Profits are at record levels, and shareholders are enjoying a dividend bonanza all while workers pay the price. Workers are seeing a tax on their pensions, with a 63% reduction in decent schemes over the last decade. Bosses are failing to pay their fair share into our pension schemes, and very few defined benefit schemes are open to new members. Various pension schemes in the UK have fallen by nearly 63% since 2012. Pensions are not a gift from bosses, but are deferred wages that should allow workers to live a good life in retirement. With the UK state pension being one of the lowest in the OECD, workers need their employers to pay into a good workplace pension scheme if they are not to be at risk of pension or poverty. There is enough money in the economy for employers to be contributing their fair share to pensions. Workers create the wealth in society, and we need a much larger share of that wealth to live comfortably in our old age. A single person would require a £645,000 pension pot to achieve a comfortable lifestyle in retirement. With living costs increasing, the cost of a comfortable retirement is on the rise. There is huge inequality in pension savings. 
analysis found that almost a third of pre-state pension age households have savings of less than £5,000 and one-tenth have savings of less than £250, or no savings at all. Meanwhile, BM pensioners are 24% worse off and women's pensions are about half the size of men's, explainer. Why defined benefit schemes are better than defined contribution schemes, employers typically offer one of two pension schemes, defined benefit schemes, and defined contribution schemes. But what is the difference between them, and why is a defined benefit scheme ultimately better? A defined benefit, DB, scheme pays out to members based on how many years they have been a member of the scheme, and the salary they've earned upon leaving or retiring from the company. In contrast, a defined contribution DC, scheme involves employers setting a level of contribution that is deducted from the member's salary before tax, which is then paid into the scheme. This money is then invested into the stock market across various assets, with the aim to deliver growth over the long term. In short, DB schemes offer a stable and predictable income that increases in line with inflation and is guaranteed by the employer. In contrast, the payout of DC schemes tend to involve more risk than a DB scheme. If the chosen investments do not perform, the contributor will bear the risk, with no guarantee from the employer to cover their investment. Unite members have shown that outsourcing is an equalities issue that can be brought onto the bargaining table. Unite has long campaigned for an end to outsourcing, which for decades has been used by employers to force down pay and conditions in the public sector. Without the intervention of trade unions, the reality of outsourced work is that it is lower paid, with worse terms and conditions than directly employed jobs. One issue that is talked about less is the fact that outsourcing disproportionately affects women and BAEM workers. It is no coincidence that women and BAEM form the vast majority of the workforce in sectors like health and social work and education industries that have faced outsourcing for decades. Furthermore, a 2022 report by the Equality and Human Rights Commission found that outsourcing has led to proportionately worse outcomes for BAEM workers in health and social care. The only ones to benefit from outsourcing are the private sector vultures making huge profits while our public services crumble. For example MITI, one of the UK government's top strategic suppliers, made £1.3 billion in revenue from public sector contracts in 2022-3. But Unite members have shown that it is possible to fight back against the scourge of outsourcing by putting the issue on the bargaining table. In 2022, Unite struck a landmark agreement with Bart's Health Group of Hospitals, one of the UK's largest NHS trusts, to bring 1,800 NHS workers employed by the outsourcer Serco into NHS employment. As a result, almost 1,800 cleaners, porters, security guards, and domestic staff working at the Bart's Health Group of Hospitals were transferred across to join the existing Bart's Health staff as NHS employees. Unite members staged a two-week strike to demand improved pay, an end to bullying, and an end to the injustice of a two-tier workforce. In another example of how to effectively oppose outsourcing, the predominantly women canteen workers employed by the Baxter Story Catering Company at Drax Power Station have been on strike in December and January over poverty pay and a lack of union recognition. Labour's manifesto commits the party to end outsourcing and oversee the biggest wave of insourcing in a generation. 
However, private sector companies are already lobbying against this policy and scandal-ridden outsourcer Serco sponsored a panel at Labour's 2023 conference. Workers want action, not words. The pay and conditions of our members should not be at the whim of profiteers, but should apply to everyone equally. As our members have shown, we can't wait for the bosses or politicians to end outsourcing, we have to go and do it ourselves. Unite is ensuring that LGBT plus rights are put on the bargaining table by negotiating groundbreaking workplace policies. LGBT plus equality in the workplace and society at large continues to be hard fought for with an increased rise on transphobic hate crimes. This increase has undoubtedly been stoked by politicians and media outlets keen for any scapegoat to distract from their failing system. Even the Home Office acknowledges the role that establishment figures have played in putting transgender people at risk. In this increasingly hostile environment, the role of trade unions in negotiating strong workplace agreements and policies that protect and extend LGBT plus rights is more important than ever. As part of this struggle, our equalities reps have negotiated a number of policies at large unite employers like the NHS, local authorities, housing associations, and Unilever that go well beyond the 2010 Equality Act. Rather than simply hiding behind the law, these agreements put the onus on the employer to deal with LGBT plus issues across the whole organisation, rather than simply on an individual basis. Importantly, this includes properly supporting workers undergoing gender reassignment and increasing understanding of LGBT plus issues for all staff. Our union is celebrating LGBT plus History Month in February. We encourage members and reps to use this month to organise and raise awareness of issues faced by LGBT plus workers. Just under a quarter of employees in the UK are trade union members, but Unite's membership is growing. For the first time since its foundation in 2007, Unite has recorded membership growth in back-to-back -back quarters. In fact, Unite's membership grew in six consecutive quarters between Q3 2022 and Q4 2023. The level of union membership, both at individual workplaces and in the country as a whole, is a key factor in the ability to drive up pay and improve conditions. The more we can grow our membership, the stronger we will be at the bargaining table. Unite's membership growth stands in contrast to a small overall membership decline across the wider UK trade union movement in the last year where union membership dropped from 6.45 million to 6.25 million. Actions speak louder than words. We grow membership where we take a stand. Unite's three fastest growing industrial sectors in 2023 were civil air transportation, aerospace and shipbuilding, and community youth workers, and not-for-profit. It is no coincidence that these sectors have seen important pay and organising victories that have grown our membership and power. Compared to 2022, civil air transportation has seen the largest increase, with membership up a whopping 16.5%. This is a result of workers at airports across the country standing up and demanding better deals. One example of success is when members at Mingus Aviation won a 9% raise in September, accompanied by temporary staff moving on to permanent contracts. Over that same period, aerospace and shipbuilding saw a 6.5% increase in membership. In June, 
workers at Babcock Devonport won a 13% pay rise. Another example of action leading to membership growth, the community, youth workers, and not-for-profit sector also saw a 6.5% membership increase. The last year was a particularly active year for our members in the sector. Wins at SD Mungo's and Magenta Living were accompanied by securing national recognition agreements at the likes of Mears. Actions like these drive confidence across our movement, growing our membership and our power. How much is going to CEOs and shareholders? The High Pay Centre has estimated that FTSE 100 CEOs' earnings for 2024 surpassed the median UK workers' full-time annual salary, just before 1pm on Thursday 4 January. Meaning it took them 85 hours to accrue what you earn in over 2,000 hours. Median FTSE 100 CEO pay currently stands at £3.81 million, 109 times the median full-time workers' pay of £34,000. This represents a 9.5% increase on median CEO pay levels as of March 2023, while the median workers' pay has increased by just 6%. Obscene executive salaries are a sure sign that a company has the ability to meet our members' pay demands. Unite employers where CEOs are receiving particularly high pay awards include BAE Systems, the big banks, and Rolls-Royce, among many others. There are no grounds for a company insisting it can't meet a cost-of-living pay increase for our members, when the CEO receives a pay packet which covers the cost of living like a king. UK companies have paid out £54.7 billion to shareholders in 2023 through share buybacks alone. Share buybacks are another way for companies to splash out cash to their shareholders instead of their workers. According to the Financial Times, European companies have been buying their own shares in spades. In 2012, share buybacks globally were 52% of the size of dividends, yet a decade later they were almost 94%. The value of the buybacks announced for 2023 by FTSE 100 companies currently stands at £54.7 billion. A share buyback happens when a company purchases its own shares from its shareholders. Shareholders receive hard cash in return for a number of shares, which the company then cancels. This means shareholders' overall stake in the company has not changed as the total number of shares has gone down in the same proportion as their individual holding. In January, Shell finished a £2.8 billion round of share buybacks, before immediately announcing a new £2.8 billion share buyback programme for the next three months, and BP announced an £11 billion share buyback programme over the next two years, returning £1.4 billion per quarter to shareholders at the expense of capital investment. Buybacks are important for bargaining, as they tend to reflect exceptional profits by companies. So, if a company is celebrating an exceptionally good year, Workers need to ensure they are demanding their share of the rewards at the bargaining table, rather than shareholders enjoying another payday. Shareholders are also enjoying a dividend bonanza, while workers pay lags behind between 1987 and 2007. Dividend payments across British firms average just under 20% of annual profits. Since 2008, they have averaged almost 35%. Every pound that is siphoned to shareholders is a pound taken out of a worker's pocket. 
While dividends as a share of the total earnings of non-financial corporations in the UK declined from 42.2% to 30.8% between 2015 and 2022, this remains well above historical levels. In 1987, the share was comparatively small, at just 11.9%, according to analysis by the investment company AJ Bell. The top 100 listed companies that constitute the FTSE 100 index are forecast to pay out total dividends of £77.8 billion for the 2023 financial year. This is expected to increase to £83.8 billion in the 2024 financial year, when other returns to shareholders, such as share buybacks, are factored in. These 100 companies are primed to return £137.2 billion to their shareholders in 2023, only slightly below the all-time record of £137.6 billion in 2022. Diageo, a drinks group which owns brands such as Johnny Walker and Guinness, recently paid out a £348 million dividend to their shareholders in the last quarter of 2023. Tesco continue their routine dividend payouts, paying out £140 million in dividends to their shareholders in the last quarter of 2023, with analysts expecting Tesco to pay out a total of 11.6p per share for 2024, rising to 12.9p per share for 2025. When companies are returning so much cash to shareholders, the workers who generate that cash should be demanding they get their fair share.